cool. So, so it's my privilege to invite Andrew up to Andrew East to come and speak to us this evening. And uh, he's uh, one of the elders from from City Bowl, and uh, they work across a lot of congregations. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a wonderful pleasure. So, if you guys don't mind, just maybe just reach out your hands, and we'll pray for Andrew before he, he preaches tonight. Yeah, Lord, we we thank you for the gift of Andrew this evening, and. Uh, Lord, we thank you that he's come to minister your word to us, and we pray that he would uh, that he would minister your word as as uh, yeah as a good as a good um, as a good shepherd, as someone coming with a heart of love to come and give it to your people. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Nolan. Thank you all. Um, I'm Andrew, as you've just heard. My wife, Liz. We have three kids, um, they're all in the UK. Uh, let me just give you a brief background as to how we're here. Um, we came here about 20 odd years ago, I came to learn to fly, I did all that. Um, and was originally up in Joburg, Midrand, in the church up there, and we came down to Cape Town in 2018. And we've come into a broad place. We, we love not just the environs of Cape Town, but we love the life of God in Josh Jen. Um, echoing a bit here, is it okay for everyone? Um, so yeah, we, we have the privilege also of, uh, as well as being on eldership um, there with a, a great bunch of guys, we also have the privilege of working in with 412, especially into Europe. And God is at work in Europe, believe it or not. Um, especially well, we're, especially in Holland, things are coming, beginning to happen in the UK as well and in Switzerland. And also Russia, believe it or not, Russia is really opening up to the gospel. Um, we can't get in there at the moment because they don't like our British passports, but that might change. Um, but um, we're loving helping churches grow. That's, what, that's our passion, is helping leaders grow, helping churches grow, seeing the kingdom of God come across the world. But will you pray? Will you pray for some of the countries which are much more, well, pray for those countries, but also the countries which are perhaps a bit more traditional um, in their, well, even Catholic as well, in their, in their religious background, um, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Portugal. Um, we need to see God break out in, really break out in those countries. I'm sure he already is, um, but we need to see more of the life of God breaking out there. And really, I want to talk about life in the Holy Spirit briefly this evening. Um, we're also going to have some prophetic word afterward. Um, Christine, Ron, Lizzie have, have got some things to, to bring for us. But I want to talk about a new wineskin. We, we read in the New Testament about the new wineskin and um, don't put um, old wine into new wineskins or the other way around, whichever it is. New wine into old wineskins, it will burst. But the new wineskin is nothing new. Um, although it's maybe new, it was, we've seen it. We can read Acts. We can read um, Paul's letters. We can see how to live a life by the Holy Spirit. And that's really what God is requiring of us. Um, but I think it does require a, mind, a, a change in our mindset. 
If we're going to truly live by the Spirit, we've got to stop living according to our diaries. We've got to stop living according to what meetings we have this week or what we've got left in the budget at the end of the month. It's new. It's going to be different. It could be wild. So get ready. Hold on to your seats. And I just want to talk a little bit about some of that tonight. But what is walking in the Spirit? What is living by the Spirit? Well, I think first we need to understand who the Holy Spirit is to be able to understand how we live with him, how we walk with him. So let's just, and then I want to have a look at possibly two aspects of how we can walk with him. But who is this Holy Spirit? Father, will you just come and open our minds, open our ears to you this evening? We want to understand you in a new way. We want to be captured and captivated by you so that we can live differently. Even if it's just one thing I say, one of whatever, God, will you speak into people's hearts so that I speak into my heart too, God. I want to be changed. I want to be different. I want to live more this life in the Spirit, walking hand in hand with your Holy Spirit. Who is he? He's a person. He's part of the Godhead. He's part of the Trinity. And in John 14, that's one of the scriptures you guys have got, the first one, um, it says this, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and re- will remind you of everything I have said to you. <laughs> everything I have said to you. Just leave it at that. Um, the Holy Spirit reminds us of Jesus. And the purpose of that is because Jesus reveals the Father to us. So there's, it's twofold. We understand, we get to know Jesus, the man, the God, and we also get to know the Father. And the Holy Spirit is busy revealing them to us. But that's only one of the things he does. He's also called to be alongside us as our paraclete, our advocate, our helper. John 14, chapter 16 says this. And I will ask the Father, and he will send you another counselor to be with you forever. He's our counselor. He's our helper. He's our advocate. He stands before the Father on our behalf, but he also lives with us to help us. He wants to guide us. He wants to lead us. He wants to help us. It also says, again in John chapter 16, he convicts the the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And, is there any more than that? It says he will send him to us to convict us of sin and righteousness and judgment. 
So the Holy Spirit convicts us. He reveals Jesus to us so that we can almost compare ourselves to him, that we can see what in us needs to change. Because if we look at ourselves and compare ourselves with Jesus, there's much to change. So he convicts us. This Holy Spirit convicts us. He gives us good gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 17 to, 7 to 11. Now, to each one of you, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, and to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he who gives them to each one, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So he gives us good gifts. He's a giver. And the things that he gives us are very different from what we in the world would normally give. But he gives us gifts of the Spirit so that we can change ourselves but change the world around us. These are not just so that we can have a happy church or a better church or whatever. This is so that people can, we can help people see Jesus. We can lead people to Jesus with these gifts that he gives us. Galatians 5:22 probably most of you know these the gifts of the, the fruits of the spirit he gives us he gives us the ability to live like him the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control and against such things there is no law this is a these are the fruits of a spirit led spirit filled life. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's a, a whole lot of things to us. He gives us gifts. He gives us the ability to live fruitfully. We don't have to just go to work or to school and be like everybody else. We can be different. We can and I, be, I believe that that's something that God really wants to do amongst his church, here, Europe, wherever, this year. He wants us to be a church of the Spirit. He wants us to learn to live by the Spirit, depending on the Spirit, not depending on our job, whatever. It's a, it's a different mindset. And I think God wants to do something deep in our hearts, and he wants to change our minds about the way we live. Um, in the Western world, we are so governed by Western mindsets. I believe that God wants to change that. He wants us to be spirit-set, spirit-mindsetted, if you like, the mind of the spirit. So that's who he is, but how can we walk with him? If, if he calls, if we have this life in the Spirit, we need to learn 
to walk with him. How do we do that? Well, it doesn't necessarily come automatically. It's something that we have to learn. It's like learning to walk or learning a language. We have to learn the language of the Holy Spirit. We have to learn. So if we know who he is, as we've just spoken about, we begin to learn how he wants us to live. John 3 says this, John 3 verse 8, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. We have to learn to live by the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been likened to the wind. It blows wherever it will. But what's our job? Not to, not to change its direction, but to change the set of our sail so that we can catch that wind, so that we can be set to go where it's going, where he's leading us. So how do we get to know this guy, the Holy Spirit? Well, we need to spend time with him. As we spend time with him, we get to understand who he is, his character and nature. And then we get, then that helps us understand how we walk with him. If we understand what the fruits of the Spirit are, if we understand the gifts of the Spirit that he's given us, then we can start to use them. We can start to be changed from the inside. We can also learn to hear his voice. God is speaking all the time, and he uses the Holy Spirit. He, he works through the Holy Spirit to speak with us. But God is always speaking. Do you know he's still creating the universe? He didn't finish in the seven days. He's still creating. God's a creative God. He just can't help creating. He's still speaking. He's been speaking from that first day, and he's still speaking now. And it's up to us to tune in. Do you remember, I don't know if you've seen any of those old films where um, they're crouched around the radio, tuning it. You know, everyone know what a radio is? <laughs> um, tuning it in so that they can just get it, just the adjustments just right. And then they're crouched around listening. This is before the days of television. And they're listening. And I, you know, sometimes I think we need to do that. We need to fine tune and then um, be very, uh, what's the word, um, intentional about listening. Sometimes we, oh, okay, yeah, God speak to me today if you feel like it. No, he's always speaking it. Do I feel like listening? Do I feel like tuning in? Do I feel like f finally adjusting my life so that I can hear and pay attention? My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. It's John, John chapter 10. My sheep listen to my voice. It's intentional. And, they, and we follow him. So, if he's always speaking to us, or rather, if he's always speaking, we should always be expecting to hear him. Do we? Do we always expect 
to hear the Holy Spirit talking to us. And I know that can take different... The Spirit can speak to us in different ways. Sometimes he speaks to people through dreams. Sometimes he speaks to people through what they see. Um, sometimes, for, usually for me, it's just a, a thought that drops in my head. And usually for me, again, that's first thing in the morning, uh, almost as I'm waking up. Liz is probably quite similar. But, but, you know, almost you have no filters. You've had no busyness of the day. Um, f- so for me, that's often when God speaks clearest. Um, I, I admit I have to learn to tune in at other times of the day too so that I can hear him all the time. But he is speaking all the time. Um, and nine times out of ten, or I, I would say, if, if we're spirit, put it this way, if we're spirit-filled people and a thought drops into our minds, who do you think it's likely to be? Is it random? Or is it the Holy Spirit? I would pretty much say mostly it's the Holy Spirit speaking. So what are we going to do with that? Just, just ponder that for a minute. Ponder your day, your early mornings, whenever it is. Ponder when, when was the last time that you had a thought and you think it might have been the Holy Spirit. What did you do with it? Did you respond? Did you, if you're driving to work and a name pops into your mind, a friend or whatever, did, did you respond to that, or was it, did you just think that was a random thought? Maybe God was challenging you to contact them, message them, phone them even, see how they are, Praying for, pray for them. I don't believe God is a random, coincidental God. I think he's, we've got to be the ones who tune in and listen. And, and for me, as I say, first thing in the morning, I remember um, last year I was due to be preaching in a week or two's time. I just felt um, God download about six scriptures, dung, 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 in order. It was as I was waking up. And I preached on those. Um, another time, I just woke up thinking, God, I, Andrew, you need to go back to home affairs. We've been trying to get our South African citizenship for quite some years now. And it, we've been, we went through the whole process, and it just all dried up. And we went to, we went to our inauguration, well, initiation ceremony or whatever, and then they changed the Minister of Home Affairs, and we heard nothing. And then a few years later, I just felt God say, contact them, get in touch with them, find out what's going on. Uh, almost we sort of given up. Oh, forget it. Never mind. We can, we've still got a passport. It's fine. But I just felt God say, no, try. And I did try. It took a little while later, but I started putting the wheels in motion again. And actually, last week, we got our certificates. That we haven't got our passports yet or our new ID number. So we've got to wait for those, but I've got the piece of paper, and it was issued at the end of 2017. <laughs> Thank you, Home Affairs. But it was a thought that came into my mind. I thought, actually, that's, I must do that. I must respond to that. 
And I've, I've been a bit more persistent than Lizzie on that one, but that's the way we go. Some of you may be saying, well, I've never heard his voice. How do I hear his voice? How do I do that? Is he re- does he really speak to me as well? Yes. I believe he does. We're spirit-filled people. God, and God speaks by his spirit through us. But, but how? As I say, it, you've got to, it's something that you've got to do intentionally. Ask him. He will speak to you. Ask him. And train yourself to tune in. Remember that verse in John. We're his sheep. We're able to listen. And we will eventually, the more, just like a young child gets to know his mother's voice or his father's voice, we get to know the voice of the Spirit as we train ourselves. We can hear his voice in at different times. I believe we can hear his voice while we're praying. We can hear his voice as we're reading his word. We can hear his voice as we're speaking to someone. God drops a thought about that person into our hearts. He's speaking to, to us for them. Actually, we can hear his voice whenever. In the shower. Um, as you're driving home. As you're in the shops, be expectant to hear his voice. And it will take time. You need to learn, as I say, to, to, un- to understand what his voice sounds like for you. But God speaks in different ways. But probably there's a common one or a most usual one for you. But God is always speaking. Expect to always be hearing his voice. I think one of, the, one of the keys to hearing his voice is that we're obedient. We need, if we're not obedient to him, it's, it's a, like being a blocker. Sin is a blocker. It, it will just, it will be like a brass ceiling. It will just bounce. So how can we be more obedient so that we can be more, you know, almost so the airways, the reception is better? Well, one of the key ones is practice instant forgiveness. If you've got unforgiveness in your heart, you will probably struggle to hear the voice of God other than you need to forgive. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. But that's God, I guess, speaking pretty clearly. But um, practice instant forgiveness. Don't let things fester. Don't let things carry on. Put to death sin in your life. Sin, as I just said, is a blocker. Put it to death. Keep the... God so wants us to be living by the Spirit, but we can't if there's sin in our lives. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Pray. Just pray. That's a great way for the Spirit, because we're in communion with Him, Praying is listening to him and speaking to him, and listening to him and speaking to him. Pray. Be open in your decisions. I mean, life is full of decisions. We, we live life where there's lots of decisions to be made, mostly on a daily basis. 
But are you led in your decision-making by the Spirit? Or are you led by your emotions? Or are you led by your wallet? Or are you led by your friends, your peers? Who are you led by in your decision-making? Be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Word of God. The, word, the Spirit speaks to us through His Word. Step out in faith. We live by faith, not by sight. It's easy to, it would be, it could be, generally it is easy to live just by sight, what we see, what needs to be done today, um, what's in front of us for this day, what my diary looks like for today. But actually God wants us to live by faith. He wants us, and life, uh, living by the Spirit requires faith because it's a different way of we don't normally do that. It's hard for us. We're not generally wired that way. But now that we've come to him, we need to, that wiring is being changed. We are becoming wired by the spirit, not by the flesh. Step out in faith. It's hard. And you may well make mistakes, but it's okay. It's okay. God just God is pleased by faith. When he it says um Jesus said when I come back will I find faith. What pleases God most is faith. Not necessarily anything else that we do, but do we have faith in him? And will we respond in obedience? So we've had a bit of a look at, at who this Holy Spirit is. We've had a look at perhaps a couple of ways that we can um, walk with him by getting to know him and by being obedient. And at the end, I'd like to open it up a little bit. But first, we've got some prophetic words, which people, have you guys got some? Lizzie as well, going to come? No, it looks like I'm going to preach, but this is my notebook. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I felt for the church, um, and obviously you guys can weigh that, but Hermanus was known for good grazing ground and a spring. It was, what was it, Hermanus Peter's Fontaine, that's spring, hey? And I just felt like for you, um, so, so Proverbs 4.23 says, um, guard your heart. For from it flows the wellsprings of life. And I felt like for you as a community, there was a guarding of your hearts, your individual hearts and your corporate hearts. Guarding from damage or contamination, because that's what would happen to a spring. Guarding your unity. Fight for unity. Let nothing contaminate that spring so Andrew's talked about forgiveness offense um, you know slight uh, misunderstandings fight that you keep that spring clean and pure and flowing no murmuring no self-preservation live with open hearts guard that spring and um, you know, let your hearts be joined supernaturally. I, I often say, this is not normal what we do. 
Living by the Spirit, as Andrew said, is not normal. Living in community is not normal, but there's a supernatural um, power in being together. So, so let your hearts be joined. 1 Samuel 10, 26 says, uh, talks about Saul being accompanied by valiant men whose hearts God had touched. I feel there's a call to you to guard your hearts and let the Holy Spirit that we've been talking about touch your hearts. That these men that lead you, you can surround them because your hearts have been touched by God. So I suppose there's a challenge. Can you, can you guard your heart? Will you? And will you allow God to touch your heart and surround the people that are leading you? I submit that to you guys. Oh, hello, everyone. Um, thanks, Hakun Kim, for your hospitality. It's been so lovely to be here. Um, I, um, on Friday, we were just praying for um, for Hermanus, and uh, the first picture that I saw when we were just spending time with the Lord was um, a picture of a revolving door. And you see those in hotels where it's just it's like sealed from the outside and the inside. And um, I've I just felt like there's some people that want to enter the kingdom by just always coming in, not going out, but also not entering. It's like almost uh, stuck in limbo. And um, yeah, I just felt like um, the Lord would just lay on my heart that. There's a verse that says, always listening and never perceiving. And it, it speaks of the parable of that thing of um, the hardened hearts. Um, if we, if God, um, you know, if we have hardened hearts, like we can't hear, we can't enter the kingdom of God. And it can be because of unforgiveness or sin in our lives. And I just felt like God really wants to come and break that, that we can enter God's kingdom. He's got a promise and inheritance for us all. Um, he's given us everything pertaining life and godliness in Christ Jesus. He's given us joy, unspeakable joy. He's uh, um, come to set the captives free. Like this is, this is our inheritance. And I feel like there's some people that just been stuck and not walking in, in what God has for them. And, um, and it's, it's an easy, easy fix. It's just repent uh, and turn to him. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it sounds simple, but like God says, if, if they would just perceive and repent, they will be, be healed and forgiven. Um, and uh, there was one more thing. And um, it says in 1 John 1, uh, verse 7, But if you walk in the light... Uh, as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, who purifies us from all sin. And uh, we had a, a meeting yesterday, and that verses came to mind, and I just felt it also for, for the unity of people here. If, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another. We can have relationship. We can have love. It says that they will know us by the love we have for one another. And um, so, yeah, 
walk in the light. It's, it's, I know, sometimes scary. It's like, what if people see who I really am and all the darkness? But that is where the enemy keeps us in darkness. Um, and, um, and I just felt like with that comes um, when we walk in the light. Jesus the, uh, encountered with the Pharisees and said, um, you care about the, the outside of the cup to be clean. Um, but he says, if the inside of the cup is clean, then the outside will be clean as well. And so it's for us, it's the thing of the heart that we have a soft heart. He's given us a new heart. He's given us a new spirit, a new mind. And so, yeah, I think just for this congregation, it's like to, to fight for that unity, to walk in, in that new heart. Um, and... Um, I think there was one more thing that he just laid on my heart. Um, yeah, this is in Philippians 2. Therefore, if, if you have any encouragement in Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any, any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being united in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride, but in humility consider others more important than yourself. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. So, yeah, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for, for that love for one another that only you can bring, Lord. Lord, we pray for... Holy Spirit, Lord, that you bring healing, Lord, where people have hardened their hearts, Lord. Lord, where there's forgiveness and mistrust and, Lord, even selfish ambitions, Lord, that stands in the way, Lord, of your kingdom, Lord. You say, Lord, if, if we have hardened hearts, we cannot enter your kingdom, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, for that grace, Lord, that you would come and break um, and bring unity and love for one another in this congregation. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thanks, guys. Whilst uh, Lizzie was speaking, well, all of them actually have been speaking about unity, um, that, that scripture, that recount of the mighty men coming to David, they came to him and they said, um, can we join you? Basically, I'll paraphrase it. Can, can we join you? And David said to them, are you for me or are you against me? And they said to him, we are for you, heart and soul. He said, okay, you can be part of my team then. And I, I just feel that there's, there's an element here for you guys. Are you with Yaku? And Nolan, heart and soul. Are you, are you for them or against them? Can you say in your hearts, yes, we are for you, heart and soul? It's a big one. That's the, that's the crux of unity. Are you, are you with them? And are you prepared for them to lead you wherever they feel God is taking you?
Give praise. You stand in the house of Adonai, in the courtyards of the house of our God. Praise Yah, for Adonai is good. Sing to his name because it is pleasant.
Lord, Father, we thank you tonight that could have been together in your presence. Father, we thank you that you have been here. Father, we pray that hearts would have shifted. Lord, that you would take us into the more of who you are. Lord, that we'd never be left behind and be stagnant in a certain place. But Father, that we would be a congregation that would move forward by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you tonight, Lord. Father, be with us, lead us, and guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Guys, have a wonderful week. We'll see you guys in the communities, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday.